Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The episode starts, and it goes so well, and just continues to go well, and it's just more of the same thing you love. All right, man. How was that intro? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't heard it yet, but hopefully it was awesome. Uh, welcome back to the Basement Binge, and welcome, whether you're new or returning, to the first ever Mando Minisode, as I'm calling it. As a Mandalorian is being released on Disney+, Plus, which I'm pumped about. I've, I've been so excited for this for so long. Um, I wanted to go through them episode by episode. This first TV series we're doing at the Basement Binge, and, you know, it's just fun to sit down and really quickly in a mini episode, uh, one, for the purpose of my own time, but also because it's just an episode. Uh, how much can you talk about? Turns out a lot. But anyway, we're going to call them Mando Minisodes. This one's a little bit late because I wanted the 50th episode to be spirited away and to spend all the appropriate time that that deserved doing that. So this one's a little late, but I've been excited for it. It's here. First ever Mando Minisode on Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, Chapter 9, The Marshal. Let's get into it. I'm loving the land of Mor- Morian, and it's fun to just sit down and talk about it. So this is how the show is going to go. It's going to be a super quick spoiler wall, which is your spoiler-free thought reaction to the film. So if you have, or film, that's going to be hard not to say. Spoiler-free reaction to the episode. If you haven't seen it, feel free to listen to that. I'll let you know when the spoilers are coming, and that will start with the segment Two Cents, which is just kind of two minutes of thought and reaction to it and things I like. Then binge points, any Easter eggs, details, unconsequential things I want to point out and talk about. And lastly, a new segment for these fun weekly episodic epi- episodes, Hypothesize with Harrison, where I'm going to kind of get into what I think is going to happen later or what I hope is going to happen. So first episode, first mini, got to say this properly, first Mando mini-sode. Spoiler wall, again, this is spoiler free. So in all honesty, I was extremely excited for The Mandalorian, but I was very nervous. I had very, very high expectations and I was worried that it was going to get crowded, um, that there was no way it was going to live up to the greatness of season one. I mean, season one's amazing, especially in terms of love that Star Wars fans have for that. I mean, where else do we have something that's so universally loved among Star Wars fans, but also just fans that wouldn't necessarily call themselves Star Wars fans, but so quickly fell in love with The Mandalorian. Anyway, so season one really set the bar pretty high, and I was worried that it wasn't going to be able to live up to that season two. Uh, especially with what we've heard, kind of the rumors of different characters being introduced, like potentially Ahsoka and Boba Fett and things like that. And and just these rumors I'd been hearing for a while, you know, it, it's going to get crowded. They're going to try and pack too much into it, and it's just not going to go well. And the episode starts, and it goes so well, 
and just continues to go well. And it's just more of the same thing you love. It's titled chapter nine. It literally continues where chapter eight left off and you continue on. And it's a ton of fun. You get more of the Mandalorian. You get more of Baby Yoda. You get more of them doing their same thing. And it's not rushed and it's not crowded. It feels genuine. It has all the same care, all the same talent that the first season did. But the budget is significantly increased. And you can tell. And it's also fun because you get to enjoy all these payoffs from season one. All these things, whether it's gear or tech or a character arc or a specific nod to something that happened before. These things that have already been earned, we just get to see the payoff, see them used without having to re-earn them. And it's fun uh, to just like see the the fun that the character, whoever it may be, is having doing these things. And so it, it starts great especially after that intro and the music starts and the credit, the not credit, but the title card. And oh, it just hits so perfectly. And the music, Ludwig Jorgensen, he's amazing. The Mandalorian has solidified itself as my favorite Star Wars music. It's so great. And it's updated for the new season and the cinematography is updated and the visuals. So the title comes and then you get this beautiful sound and beautiful image and you just know that it, you're going to get more of the same care and the same good thing. And it's totally enjoyable. Ton of fun. It's handled very, very well. And I have no complaints at all after watching the full episode and loving it so much. Not a single complaint. And I have nothing but hope, positive, positive hope for the episodes that are going to come. So that's the end of the spoiler wall. If you haven't seen the episode yet and you don't want any spoilers stop listening go watch the episode come back and listen to the rest of the podcast let's continue on now that the spoiler wall has fallen down so two cents this is just kind of two minutes the phrase two minutes whatever that means that's hard labor exactly two minutes well let's forget that two cents it's just a chance for me to share my two cents about it so like i already said the intro is awesome we get the mandalorian just being the mandalorian being the total boss that he is and and the way he phrases, I promise you will not, I give you my word, you won't die by my hand. I Like the way he phrased it, I just knew he was going to be Mandalorian and he was going to leave him to die. And it was awesome. Um, it's just great. It's a ton of fun. Like I said, it sounds great. It looks good. Um, the cinematography really is amazing. Um, but the the intro is great. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm, let, me, let me dial it back again a bit. Um, Something that really makes this first episode of the second season so great is how good the storytelling is, how well it's handled. The handling of Boba Fett being introduced, who actually isn't Boba Fett, and the way how they really lean into the Western idea and how it's a Western in space. Um, All these incredible things that just make for really good storytelling. We already care so much about what we're seeing immediately. So let's let's kind of talk about what, some of the things that I really enjoyed. I love how when Boba Fett is introduced, I mean, he walked in. I knew when he was going to Tatooine that this was going to be Boba Fett being introduced. When the guy that was a size clop, I don't know his name, said Tatooine that a Mandalorian was there, I knew it would be Boba Fett. But turns out it's not Boba Fett because he takes off his helmet and you see the Mandalorian's reaction to that, and like the intense emotion you get from someone in a helmet, knowing that you're just seeing a helmet taken off. It's just amazing storytelling. You know, 
And that goes back to the first season, having us care about something like that and, and having the payoff now is a ton of fun. But then obviously it's not Boba Fett and the way that's handled, but it's just a marshal and like the really Western theme about it. Even the way he walks, it seems like he's got spurs on, the standoff stuff, the spittoon space thing that Baby Yoda hides in, the two opposing guys kind of teaming up with the natives. And it's just very, very Western and it's so much fun. But then after we, we get this kind of initial Western intro, it gets very Dune-ish. I mean, like the book and the, the movie that's coming out soon. It, it's very, very Dune. There's like a sandworm, uh, but it's a dragon. Anyway, I mean, it's no secret that Star Wars is inspired by Dune. We all know that. But really, there's a sandworm. Again, it's, it's a dragon. I know that. But it's a sandworm. It goes through the city. The people are having to survive at the mercy of it. But the sand people, they know more. They got to take out this sandworm dragon. It, it just gets so Dune. The way the sand people have survived in the harsh conditions of a desert and the respect that they have and the knowledge that they have because of that. And, and this outsider being more receptive to that than the townspeople. It's just very, very Dune, and, which is something I love. I'm not complaining. It just was so much fun. Um, yeah, but... It, it follows the nature of this, this episode-by-episode quest that it over a complete idea, a big journey across the whole season, each episode is kind of a little detour in the progress of getting to that one objective, which feels very, very realistic. Like a movie in two hours when there's a big quest, you don't have much time for offshoots, and sometimes it can feel like a waste of time where these offshoots are the whole point. And they're handled so well, and it's so much fun. Um, it's a ton of fun. And we get to see the Mandalorian team up with this guy, Cobb, who's amazing. I love the actor. I've, I'm not familiar with him whatsoever, but he was awesome. Uh, who's dressed in the Boba Fett armor. We get to see them taming up to take out a, a, a sandworm. You know, I know it's a great dragon, but... It's so much fun, and it's so well done. I mean, I totally knew that the ending was going to be a bantha with bombs on it being eaten by, and that was going to be the trick. But the way it was handled was fun. The emotion in it, the intensity, the action, the lead-up to it, the the timing, the slow build, uh, but the quick build, and also all the fun payoffs to get you there, especially when you see the Mandalorian fly out of the Kray Dragon's mouth with Electri flying in it. He just looks like a boss, like, you can't not love that. It's so much fun seeing the epicness of it. Just And it's not a Jedi. It's not like some ultimate powerful space wizard. It's just this dude being a Mandalorian, which is so much fun because that thing, being a Mandalorian, has been so unexplored um, in this way for a long time, especially in the general Star Wars community, the, the easy not huge super fan Star Wars community. And so it's fun to see that. Um, and again, I, it's handled so well, just the, just the care that goes into each character and the motives they have in each moment and the continuity and the, the lore and how that lore affects the emotions of each character and how it doesn't just feel like packing in lore. Like it feels like character. It, it, the lore is there, but it's, it's brought in around the emotions and arc of a character and it, it's just handled so well and it's a ton of fun incredible storytelling you know even to the point where i already love this character cop i hope he's back comes back later 
And, but I, I, I was invested in him and invested in the, him as a marshal. I love that there was no double crossing. I mean, we get the double cross at the beginning, but come on, you got to see Baby Yoda be super cute and close his little shell thing. But, but then after that, it's just people working together against a common antagonist. And it's just fun to watch them work together against impossible odds and have the Mandalorian be a boss. Um, it was like me playing with my toys, you know, like the bad guys and the good guys have to team up to fight this other thing. And, and nobody double crosses because you're just having fun playing with your toys. And I talked in another, I think it was in Spirit Away, actually, how something that will be coming is episodes about Cobra Kai. My wife and I just finished the series. It was really good. I loved it. But one thing I continually talked about with my wife is a lot of the story felt a little bit cheap because the only progression of the plot was intense conflict and emotion. And it was kind of cheap at sometimes, to be honest. Um, great show either way, but I love that The Mandalorian and season one as well, but even season two starting, the plot is driven by a character experiencing things and going on a quest. Like, not everything is constantly packed full with double crossing and emotion and conflict. Like it's not cheap, predictable, cheesy conflict driving the plot. It's a character and it makes it so much more elevated. Um, just well-told story, great television making. Everyone behind it, I know loves Star Wars. They love the Mandalorian. They love what they're working on and they handle it with so much care. So that's the two cents. That was definitely longer than two minutes. But I think I'm just going to drop the two-minute tag from two cents anyway because it's never two minutes, but it's fun to say. So on to the next segment, bench points. These are just fun Easter eggs. Now let's talk about Baby Yoda, the child. He's great. He's back. He should never grow up. I'm so excited he's here. I forgot how excited I was to see Baby Yoda. I feel like the trailer for this episode dropped like months ago, or at least what does for me because of how busy I am. And it, he was here. And like seeing him on screen, was like, it's happening. This is Mandalorian season two. And I just seeing Baby Yoda brought me so much joy and reminded me of how much I loved what I was watching um, and how simply and how childishly, that's not a word, but just pure joy. Like, like it's not some deep emotional investment. It's not, figuring out something new. Like, it's something that I know I have a good time with coming back, and it just brought so much joy. Um, I love the beginning where <laughs> the Mandalorian gets out his, I think they're called, like, whistling things. I forget what they're called, but the things that shoots out of his wrist and gets, every, gets all the bad guys. That was a wonderful explanation. <laughs> the child sees what's happening and reaches forward and hits a button and closes his little shell thing. Like, it, it was a super cute scene, and it made for awesome footage in the trailer, but also shows, like, the intelligence of this child that according to like what I understand with the years of the Yoda species, he's actually like 50 years old. Um, so he's intelligent. He knows what's going on, even though he's a little childish. That was fun. And, and I, I love that although this is the Mandalorian and is about the Mandalorian, baby Yoda has become a superstar of his own. And to the, to the point where the camera keeps cutting back to baby Yoda, you don't go like four minutes without just a reaction shot of him like, oh, look, he's, he's there. He's still so cute. We love him. Okay, back to what's going on. Oh, look, there he is. He's so cute. It's not dumb. Like, it's fun. It's endearing. It's deserving because of how great Baby Yoda is. Um, but in all honesty, I do, we hope, get some more 
emotion, not, not emotion, I don't want to say, I hope we get more story in what and who Baby Yoda is and, and his place in this whole universe far, far away. So that's awesome. I love that they go back to Tatooine. Can we ever avoid Tatooine? I don't think so, but who cares? Tatooine's awesome. Sometimes both suns do shine on a womp rat's tail, so whatever he says. I probably butchered that, but Tatooine's great. It was fun to be there, and we got this awesome nod and binge point with Cobb's speeder being built out of his pod racer, and I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's Annie's pod racer, one of the things from his pod racer. That was awesome. Like It, it came on screen. It was like, there's no way that's not Annie's. It was amazing. It was, it was so fun to see. Um, other fun things. We get a call back to the Return of the Jedi when Mando is like, I'm going to handle this, whatever. You, you take care of the child, get out of here. And he walk, whacks Cobb's jetpack and he goes flying the exact same way that Han Solo did to Boba Fett in the Return of the Jedi. That was awesome. And not to that. Um, the other thing, the crate Dragon, that's something that's been a part of Star Wars since the beginning of Star Wars. C-3PO walked past the skeleton of what apparently is a baby crate Dragon because this thing was huge compared to that skeleton. Um, Obi-Wan, when we were first introduced to his character, when he comes to save, save Luke from the Tusken Raiders, he makes the same noise as the Krayt Dragon and scares off the Tusken Raiders, which makes sense after watching this episode. So it's just like, and I'm not the biggest Star Wars super fan. I haven't even finished watching Clone Wars. I know I'm trying to, I want to know the story of Ahsoka before more of Mandalorian comes out because I've heard she's in it. I have no idea if that's true, but I'm not, I haven't read the, the, the books. I haven't, I've, I've only played the Force Awakens and Battlefront games. Like, I'm not a huge fan, but I can tell that the people making it are, and they love to pull little details and, and, and take these things that they love that for Disney reasons have become non-canon and kind of start to make it canon, and it's a, it's a lot of fun, and, and they do it with so much care. But at the same time, you don't have to be a super fan to appreciate the series. I know that season one, even within my own family and friends, brought in so many people who I wouldn't consider Star Wars fans, people who I didn't think would be invested in it. And uh, they loved it, specifically my sister. Uh, I remember she came and visited us on the holiday, holidays for Christmas, and her and her husband, um, they borrowed my Disney Plus account. They like watched the whole thing in like a weekend. Uh, um, so people that I obviously don't have a huge investment in Star Wars have been invested in Baby Yoda, let's be honest here. And the Mandalorian is an incredible job at achieving that. And so you don't have to be a huge Star Wars fan to appreciate it, but you can, and it's fun. So those are the binge points. I'm sure if I was a super fan, I would have more, but those, that's what I noticed, and it was fun. Every single moment I enjoyed, and it brought a smile to my face. So those are all the bench points. On to the last segment, the new segment, Hypothesize with Harrison. So this is where I talk about, you know, the cliffhanger ending and what's going to happen and I hypothesize about what I think could happen, what I want to happen. Let's talk about Boba Fett at the end with his Tusken Raider weapons and his cloak sitting there in the sand. Okay, it's Boba Fett. It's not Captain Rex. I hope Captain Rex is in this series but this would be a dumb time to introduce him. You wouldn't have a whole episode about Boba Fett's armor to introduce Captain Rex. It's Boba Fett. And on top of that, IMDb says it's Boba Fett, so it totally has to be. It's Boba Fett. Okay, stop arguing about it. Anyway, so we know it's Boba Fett. What the heck is going to happen? Boba Fett, in all my research, this was a hard thing to figure out, 
in canon is not a Mandalorian. He's not a part of the Creed. He just has Mandalorian armor. So what's going to go on there? Is he going to claim to be a Mandalorian? Is the Mando giving it back to him? Are they going to team up? Is he... Is Boba Fett a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he a neutral guy where he kind of does both? Is he just a bounty hunter who wants his armor back? Is he going to hate Baby Yoda just because he's a force wielder? Is he going to hate Mando because he has his armor? Or is he going to respect him because he's a Mandalorian? Like, what's going to go on there? Whose side is he going to be on? And then, you know, is he still with uh, Fennec? You know, in season one, episode five, at the very end, somebody walked up to Ming-Na Wen's character, Fennec. I thought it was about fit. I, I just assumed it was some characterization of Boba Fett. Now, is that Boba Fett that we saw at the end of the episode, or is it the Boba Fett Cobb, Boba Fett the Marshal? You know, wh- which one is it? And is she alive? I hope so. You can- She's amazing. Don't waste uh, her as an actress. And I, I, even in that episode, I was like, she's not dead. Come on. I wanted her to be in more. So maybe she's going to be attached to Boba Fett in some way. What's going on with her? And then, of course, what's going on with Moff Gideon and the Darksaber? Like, you ended season one on a cliff of him pulling out a Darksaber. Like, I'm sure he's still looking for Baby Yoda for all his Imperial reasons for hating Force Wheelers. But what's going on there? Is he coming back? I mean, he is. But what's going to happen? I'm... I don't know. Maybe I'm just having this thought now. Is Boba Fett and Moff Gideon going to get together? And what about Grief Karga and Cara Dune? Are they going to come back? And is Cobb's character going to come back? I don't have much as a hypothesis here. I guess maybe I should because of the name. But what's, I just want to know what's going to happen. I'm so excited for the next episode to come out. But I love that it's a weekly episode. One, because I'm so busy. It allows me to do these podcast recordings and have a lot of fun. Um, but it gives a chance to think about it and hypothesize, which is a lot of fun. So if you have a hypothesis you want to know, let me know. You can send me an email at harrison at thebasementbinge.com. You can also um, connect on all the social media places, Facebook group, Instagram, all that's in the show notes. Um, you can comment. You can message me, email me. You can leave a review on Podchaser. Let me know your hypothesis. What do you think is going to happen for season what do you think is going to happen for episode two, chapter 10, whatever it's going to be called? Like, what's going to happen? It's coming out Friday, and a new episode will be released, another Mandy, Mando mini-sode. There, it's going to be more prompt and more timely, um, released sooner. But what's going to happen? Let me know. If you have an hypothesis, send it on to me. But that's all from me, Harrison. This is The Basement Binge. This is the first ever Mando mini-sode. It was fun. It was short. It was to the point. More coming. But that's all for now. Ciao, ciao.